Grace and peace. This is A.L. Blue of Better Life Ology, and I'm a pastor, mentor, author, Better Life teacher from the spiritual community, the Better Life Empowerment Movement, Inc., and you're listening to Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast. What if I told you that you are more than you've been told? As a matter of fact, you are better than you imagine. You have power within you, a God-given power to change your current reality, no matter how much or little that change may be. See, the power is within you. Join us on a journey of discovery that you may live your better life now. It's called Better Lifeology. As you learn these skills and practices, along with better life principles, you will see the results you've been praying for, the results you've been looking for and ultimately running after, and they will be manifested for you. See, Better Lifeology is the ability to learn how to manifest your better life now, and anyone can do this. It starts with you. And we have an assignment from God, an ordained purpose to help you build your better life experience as you are tapping into the power that is already contained within you. Welcome to Better Lifeology radio broadcast, where it's already getting better. Good evening, Better Life Partners. Welcome. This is our Better Life gathering, our Thursday evening touching agreement prayer and meditation. Thanks for being with us. We welcome each and every one who is on the line, those who are here for the first time, and those who are returning. In a moment, our worship leader will be joining us to set the atmosphere for this evening's prayer. In the meantime, please have your Bibles, notebooks, pens, as our spiritual leader and teacher, Pastor A.L. Blue, will be joining us after. Let's welcome our sister, Erica, as she leads us in worship, singing, outpour. Please go ahead, Sister Erica. Good evening, Better Life Speakers. This is Sister Erica from Orlando, Florida. It's a privilege to be here with you all this evening. As we prepare our hearts and minds for worship, let's just get quiet before the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We need, we need it now. 
Good evening, Better Life Speakers. This is Sister Erica from Orlando, Florida. It's a privilege to be here with you all this evening. Sister Paula, can you hear me okay? Yes. Go ahead. Okay, perfect, perfect, awesome. <laughs> As we prepare our hearts and minds for worship, amen. Let's just go. out for We need it now. 
You're students of the faith. And as students of the faith, we must be studious. I know it's been a long time since many of you have been in school, but certainly we want to make sure that as we are going forward in the things of God, that we are constantly growing, building, learning, applying, and this is how we put it. Information becomes application that there can be demonstration inside of your life. And that was key. So, again, thank you. All right. Well, listen, let's get started for today. Uh, what I want to do, and I've been in meditation before the Lord uh, as it relates to all of you and each of you. And one of the things that I felt impressed of Holy Spirit to make sure that we are gaining a, a clear understanding of uh, is in the area of prayer is really how to pray with results. Again, how to pray with results. Why is that important? That's important because if you're going to understand the significance of the power of prayer, you want to pray in a way that when you finish praying, you know, you believe, and you trust that God has heard you. How many, how many of you want to make sure that God has heard you? I said, how many of you want to make sure that you know that God is listening? Because outside of that, if God is not listening, and oftentimes, not because he's rude, because he chooses not to, many times he does not listen or he cannot listen because we don't pray properly. Now, I know that you may have been taught in Sunday school, just come as you are. Yes, indeed, that's important. But please understand, there was a reason why there were systems set up in the faith that we do things in a certain way that produce a certain result. Imagine if the, the high priest of the Old Testament uh, will go into the most holy place, the holies of holies, just as they were. Well, anybody who did that, they died. Why? Because the result was you had to go, first and foremost, cleansing yourself. And if you was the high priest, which was equivalent to the bishop, you could not go into the holies of holies unless, uh, unless it was once a year. That means if you just felt like it's a Friday night, I'm good with God, God is good with me, I'm just going to mosey on into the most holy place and, and just, you know, go where the Ark of the Covenant is, is, is seated and I'm just going to be right there. Well, here's the sad thing about that. If you did it outside of the, the purpose time, you ran the risk of death. And yes, indeed, you died. Uh, yeah, I'm reminded of a story when, when the children of Israel was bringing the Ark of the Covenant from Obed-Edom. When they was bringing the Ark of the Covenant and it was coming back uh, through the wilderness, the scripture says that instead of carrying the cart the way it was supposed to be done, David allowed the cart or the Ark of the Covenant to be carried on a cart instead of it being on, on two massive uh, sticks with 12 rings that were holding up the cart. So even though you were carrying it, nobody was touching the Ark. Because according to the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament, I'm teaching some about process. According to the Old Covenant, if you was to touch the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the tangible presence of God, and you was not a priest or preacher or minister, and you touch the Holy Ark of God, you will immediately die. Now, so here it is. That the scripture talks about how that they were bringing the uh, Ark of the Covenant back into uh, its proper place among the people of God. When David said it's okay to do it on a cart. So they pushed this cart with the Ark of the Covenant. Now it hit a brick or, or, or 
pineapple break, a sand dune or wherever it hit, a big stone in the wilderness, and the cart was getting ready to fall over where the ark would have hit the ground. Now, there was Uzzah, and many of you may know the story. He reached forth to, to, to hold the ark, to hold it from falling. And when he touched the ark of the covenant to save it from falling, he was immediately struck and dead. Now, of course, now you might say, well, that just doesn't seem fair. Why is it? Why was he struck and dead when he was only trying to help? I'm going to tell you why he was struck and dead. Because there was still a order. There is an order to the things of God. And as you begin to mature past the milk of the things of the Lord, you, you will stop waiting for the itty-bitty little stuff. And, and you start going into the deeper of God, the deep of God. And inside of that is uh, rules, regulations, principles that often produce the results that we're looking for. And here was, here's the, the moral of that, of that story there. Now, it was David the leader, because David was the king of Israel at the time. It was all his fault that Uzzah died. It was David's fault, because as a leader, he should have been leading according to the right, proper way of God. And I just believe that if I don't teach you how to, act, how to accurately touch heaven through your prayer time, and it's not difficult, it's just learning something beyond what you thought you knew. Yeah, you know, the scripture is very clear. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes, not indeed. Yes, indeed. That salvation is true. But when you're praying for results, there's key components that we've got to keep our mind focused on if we're going to see them. And that's what I want to kind of uh, teach you today. And I'm going to give you some principles. I, I, I've touched on these before. Let's go, go a little bit deeper this time around. Because how many of you are real serious about your relationship with God? Somebody say amen. I can't hear you because all lines are muted, but I'm trusting you that you are uh, uh, literally saying really where you are. If you are real serious about your relationship with God, please understand. As your pastor, it's my job to teach you. It's my job to help empower you to understand so you're not just praying prayers, emotional prayers of a whole lot of energy and effort. But yet and still, when you pray, after you finish praying, everything still remains the same. Now, I don't know about you, but that's the biggest uh, trick of the enemy to try and keep everyone from seeing the results of God because you've been going through, you've been thinking, if I just, you know, run back and forth, yell as loud as I can, cry till my eyes fall out, then God's got to hear me. And that's not necessarily so. Because when you're praying for results, when you're praying for results, you've got to come a different way. Now write this down if you're taking notes. Here, I'm going to help you here. Ready? Information plus application equals demonstration. And now you ought to hear me pray that. Whenever, before I get ready to teach or preach, God, Father, allow information to be application for demonstration. Now, what does that simply mean? And this is what I want to break down. These are the three main points I want you to keep with for tonight. Number one, information. you got to know that when you know the right way, you can go the right way. When you know the right way, you can go the right way. That's why it's important that you are part of this ministry. Because I have an assignment. Pastor Phil has an assignment. We have an assignment in your life to show you the right way, not the, right, the way you've been doing. 
Some of you, some of you been saying, "Well, well, I've been saved for ten years." You, you've been saved for ten years, but you're no further along than you was when you first got saved. What I mean, I'm talking about the deeper things of God. So in essence, you wasn't so much saved for ten years. You just had the same year for ten, ten times. Think about that. Think about what I just said. You had the same year, your first year in Christ. You had it repeated ten times. Why? Because if you are not exposed to the proper information that's going to help you grow in the things of God, then you cannot expect a different results because you're going to keep on seeing the same thing. This walk with the Lord is an ever-growing one. And you've got to be in a place where the fire is constantly burning, allowing there to be a hunger develop inside of you. And I hope, I pray, I, I do so declare that this ministry will continue to burst in you a fire that cannot be quenched. But a fire that the only way you can be fulfilled in this fire is by going higher. And that, that goes back to the proper information. And, and the proper information is this. You ready? Are you ready for this? When you pray, the greatest way of praying is to pray the will of God. What do I mean by that? What am I saying when I say that? Pray the will of God. I'm simply saying that instead of you capitulating your own words to literally bring the meaning of what you want to see take place in your own life, why don't you find in the scriptures areas around what it is you're desiring? And that begins to be the thing that you pray for. Or that is up in your prayer. It is okay to have a prayer where you remind God of his word. What? Yes, it's okay. Matter of fact, God desires it. Why do you think in scripture he says multiple places, prove me, command me, remind me. Now, here's the thing. It's not that God forgot. Now, I'm a teacher of the faith. Now, there's no greater thing, and generally, those of you who've been with us, uh, or, or you are with us for any amount of time, you know that my teaching style is, after I finish teaching you, I always ask the question, W-D-Y-L. What does that mean? It's an acronym. What does it mean? What did you learn, or what did you like? Now, I don't ask you what you learned, because I didn't know what you learned. I'm the one who taught you. I ask you, because when you begin to... Uh, 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 give uh, give reverb to that which you have now learned or acquired. It is a sign that you get it, that you understand it, and you're ready to go with it. It's the same thing with the things of God. So when the Lord says, prove me now, here with it, see, it's not proving him because he's afraid he may not do what he said he's going to do. No, he's saying, prove me, because I want to know that you are at a place where your faith is growing to the point that Mark 9.23 is your constant experience. What is Mark 9.23? I want you to get it. We're going to read this. I'm, I'm going to need a reader tonight. Unmute your line. State your name. Where are you calling from? And I want you to read. Let's go to Mark 9.23. Mark 9.23. Come on. We're going to be interactive tonight. i got to teach you how to pray. Because there are going to be times in the future, in this coming future, especially in March. And I'm going to tell you what March is going to be. God has already given me the revelation for March. But in the future, when we come together on, on nights of prayer, we're going to be going, doing more prayer, meditating prayer. 
and everything. I'm talking about we're going to go forth. We're going we're gonna to really touch heaven. But there are certain things I need you to understand that you don't look at meditation prayer as being something that people from the, the Eastern culture do only. That meditation is only a part of all that, that uh, what do you call those, uh, that yoga stuff. No, no, the scripture is very clear that the believer ought to have a regular life and practice of meditation. The believer ought to have a lot of life and practice of meditation. All right, come on. Uh, do I have a reader? Yes, it's Pastor New Hampshire, Pastor. Good evening. Hey, Pat, God bless you. Welcome. Yes, Mark 923. I'm in the new, um, the, was it the NIV version? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. If you can believe, everything is possible to them that believe. Now, listen to me. Write this down. This is going to help you. All right? Your manifestation will be only based on your awareness. I'm going to break that down. What do I mean by your manifestation is only based on your awareness? Your manifestation is that which you reveal, and that is which, which is revealed and experienced in your life. Your awareness is that which you now know, understand, and is enlightened by. When I'm aware of something, and when I'm aware of who I am, I don't have, and I want you to hear me very sensitively, but I've got to be very correct. When I'm aware that I'm a man, I don't have contrary thoughts on me wanting to be a woman. Now, I'm not, I'm not fussing against people who are in that place. I believe that if you're in that place, it, there's a reason why. I believe there's just some deeper issues that we need to d- discuss, because I believe when God created you, he didn't make a mistake. He didn't say, okay, even though your name, Adrian, is unisex, I'm going to give you the ability to oscillate back and forth between being a man and a woman. No, make no mistake about it. Yes, I have hair. <laughs> yes, I like to dress well. I like to carry myself well. I like to smell good as much as I can. But that doesn't mean that I'm having issues about being a woman because I have the awareness that I am a man. And because I'm a man, guess what I'm able to do? I'm able to go into the places that are allowed for men. I don't, I don't second guess it. It's my right. When I have to use the public restroom, guess where I go? To the men's room. Why? Because I'm aware that that's my right. When it comes to this or that or what's qualifying for men, I'm able to be in line for that. Why? It's my right. Well, on the other end, if I'm not aware of who I am, then therefore I'll be guessing every time I have to go to the bathroom. So where do I go? Do I go to the men or do I go to the women? Now, I'm being a little lightly facetious, but I'm trying to get you to understand how your awareness it's what allows you to experience the level of your manifestation. If you're not aware of what you can pray for, if you're not aware of what's possible, then you won't even ask God. And my God, we got to be people who ask God for great, grander things. Your, listen, your request got to be so big that when it's completed, there's no doubt God did it. Some of you have been praying for, oh, God, you give me a house, you give me a car. Listen. Stop asking God for stuff your credit can get you. I'm going to pause right there. Take a moment and reflect. Stop asking God for things your credit can give you. If my credit is a 875, 
which is, well, you know, perfect credit, which is highest credit, and so on and so forth. And I don't subscribe to the credit system. That's a whole different conversation. But if my credit is 875, how many people know I can walk into a dealership, request a car, put no money down? They not only will give me the car, but guess what? They will give me the car based on credit with no money down and throw in extra bonuses and benefits as well. Now, can I come Sunday morning and testify to you about that? Now, I'm making, I'm making, I want you to understand where I'm coming from here. Now, yeah, I can say, look what the Lord has done. He's shown me the right one. He gave me the right, you know, to meet the right connection. But at the end of the day, whose name was on the line? I was. But now let's see you do the same thing. Go into the dealership, and you know you don't qualify. Or go to the dealership, and you don't even have all the down payments. Now, in fact, they want you to put down a 1000 and all you have is a hundred. And you go in there, and your credit is five seventy five, not eight, five seventy five. And the very car you want, not only does it require a large down payment, but it requires for you to have great credit, requires for you to go through this and go through that, but you qualify for none of it. But you walk up in that place, and, and you are firm of the belief that God told me that this is my car. God told me whatsoever I desire when I pray. If I believe, I receive it. It's mine. You then sit down in that environment, and you tell that guy, that's your car. And as things begin to work out, and it comes out in your favor, now you can stand forth and say, hey, y'all, <laughs> was it my credit? Was it the co-signer that I have? And let me tell you why I got issues with co-signing. Because co-signing gets co-glory. God wants all the glory. What God is about to do inside of many of your lives, he's going to do it inside of a way that even your enemy will be baffled and, and, and cannot understand how it was done. There are people waiting for you to fall, for it to fall down in your face. They're waiting for all these other things to happen for you. But God says to the one who believes, the Pat just read it, Mark 9.23, if you can believe, all things are what? Possible. Now, here's my point. As it relates to the right information, now if I have the right information and I'm made aware that if I believe this can happen, I won't complain. I'll look for ways to build and strengthen my faith. Now, let me explain this to you. Picture for a moment a table. Maybe a kitchen table. A table with four legs. Okay? Picture this for a moment because I'm going to show you how, how to move from uh, 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 concept to actual uh, to, to realization, if you will. From concept to realization. And picture a table with four, four legs. Now, the table is what you want. That could be your healing. That could be your relationship. That could be your increase. That can be... Uh, a turnaround in your family. That can be a financial increase. Whatever it is, that's the top of the table. Well, you know, that table has four legs. If you remove one of those legs from the table, then what was on the table is going to slip. The table will not stand up the right way because it was designed to have four supporting legs. Yes or yes? Well, the reason why you're picking this table because I want you to understand the table is equivalent of your request, what you want. And if you're going to move by faith, you know, we've been talking a lot about the subconscious mind. If you're going to move anything by faith, you've got to build a, a confidence 
You've got to build your faith. You've got to be excited about it already being done. Every time you start building your faith for something, you can imagine one of those legs on that table forming. And once you have one leg, then you have the second leg. Then you have the third leg, your fourth leg on that table. Guess what happened? Now you've got a full table that anything can be upon it, be set on it, and it will be sturdy. It will stand up. Why? Because it has been adequately established. Well, this is how you've got to be when it comes to your prayer. By faith. Your prayer is your request. Every one of those legs has to be reinforcement belief. Whatever it takes for you to get there. If you've got to keep hearing the word of faith, how do faith come? How do faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. The more we hear the word, that's why I'm taking you down the direction I'm taking you today. The more you hear the word, the more you understand the word, the more you can believe the word, and the more you believe the word, Mark 9, 23, all things will be possible to that belief. Now, I want to say this because I'm of the firm persuasion. Because people have not understood this, they prayed in times past, seeing no results. Because at the moment they pray, as long as they pray and they're believing. But once they stop, they go back to hoping. Have you ever been there? Have anybody ever been there? I have. I've been there before. In my immaturity. Now, of course, I'm not there now. Anything I'm asking God for, I believe 100% is going to happen. Ask me how. I don't know how. It's not, my, it's not, my, it's not up to me to know how. It's up to me to believe that it will. It's not up to you to know how. It's up to you to believe that it will. So that's the information. Then we move to application. Now, what, well, how do we apply this to our life? How do we apply this to our life? Go to 1 John 5.14. 1 John 5.14. Come on, I want you to get this. I'm teaching tonight. But you got to get this. I guarantee you get this. You're about to change a whole lot of stuff in your life. Are you hearing me? 1 John 5.14. All right, now we're going to apply it. Here's the application. All right? All right, if you have it, go ahead and read. That if you're available again, I, I, you can go ahead and read. Let's get 5.14 and 5.15. Okay. Um, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we uh-huh. know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. Whoa, wait a minute. Look at this, saints of the Most High. In Mark nine twenty three, he's simply saying, that all things up, Jesus is saying, all things are possible to them that, that believe. Then John the Revelator, and he's called the Revelator because of the revelation that God inputs inside of them. He begins to reinforce and take us from information to application. How is, how is that so? And this is the confidence that we have in him, in who? In God. I got confidence in God. That if I add anything according to his will, here's where information becomes application. How are you praying? How are you praying? Are you just knotting nose and crying and begging? Now, listen, nothing wrong with crying during prayer. Let me just say this. Uh, you know, hey, you know, you can you can get emotional when you pray. I mean, you talk to daddy. You talk to the father. 
Absolutely, you can get emotional. But understand, your emotion doesn't move God. Your faith does. If your emotion moves God, then simply by the fact of you being upset, set up, or whatever, things would have changed. But you know, it hasn't happened that way. You've been set up before. Things remain the same. Your children still act stupid. No point intended, but you understand what I mean. They're acting crazy. You know, your, your husband or wife still tripping. You fed up, though. How come things ain't changing? Because your emotions don't move God. You can be emotional. He embraces that. He gets that. But what moves God is the action in, a, in alignment with his will. In that sense, write this down. I must learn to speak in agreement with God. I must learn. This is what we see here in 1 John 5.14. And if we know if we ask anything according to who will, his will, if we ask anything according to uh, uh, his will, he hears us. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a powerful statement. That God, who is also known as the infinite intelligence, he's hearing you as you pray. He hears you. Now, let me tell you why that's so important. Now, let me give you another real-life illustration. How many of you know um, Bill Gates? Everybody should know Bill Gates. He's a world, you know, one of the richest men in the world, was the richest man before he was passed up by, um, um, I got the Amazon founder. I forget his name right now, but Bill Gates. Now, (laughs) if Bill Gates had a heart to help, which I believe he does, he does a lot. You know, I don't know he is in his faith. I, I'm not sure. Um, I heard reports that he was saved. Other reports that, you know, anyway, I'm, that's, not my, that's not my point. My point is, let's say you inside of a place and you, you, you're right now in a, you at the light, the electric company. And the electric company is, they're getting ready to shut off your, your electric. And they're getting ready to shut off your electric. But behind you standing in line is Bill Gates. And he's listening to the whole thing. He's hearing you. Now, if you know that he's looking for ways to bless people, in regards of what the circumstances may be, just kind of walk down this perspective view with me. He's looking for ways to bless people. The fact that you know he's hearing you, would that bring some type of comfort to know that somebody's around? who is hearing your condition and can do something about it. You feel kind of good. You feel like, well, hey, since he's already wanting to help people, he's right behind me. He did it for other folks before. He very well may do it today. Yes, I cannot pay this bill. Now you all bold with it. Before you like, uh, I do the best I can. No, I cannot pay this bill. I do not have this money. But I need my electric on. I need da-da-da-da. My point is this. That same comfort you will feel because somebody is hearing you who has the ability to do something about it, it's the same thing with God. God has the ability to do something about it. And so according to 1 John 5, 14, and this is the confidence we have in him, if we ask anything according to his will, that's your application. How are you praying the will of God? And many of you have never thought of that. Maybe you have never done it. And if you are doing it, great. Believe what you're asking for. i tell you why that's important. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we what? 
have the petition or request or the orders of that which we ask. Look at that. Simple but profound. Why is it so profound, Pastor? It's profound because the Lord is saying, we're getting the insight to having your prayers answered. He said, wait a minute, all you really have to do is pray what I told you. Now, information becomes application. In my application process, I'm applying the principles of speaking in agreement with God, praying his will. Some of you keep crying out because you need a new living situation. You need a home. You need a house. You need, you need all these things. And, and the issue is, well, what does God's word say about you having a home? About you having these things? Now, now let's take a pause here. Let's go right to the word of God because, again, I'm teaching you tonight and I want you to get this. And then I'm going to open the floor for any questions if you need any clarity. But I, I, I'm really trusting you're getting this. I, this is one time I wish I was teaching this live. Um because uh, this is uh, important. Go to Matthew, um, Matthew the sixth chapter. Go to Matthew the sixth chapter. Now we now we're dealing with the second point: application. We got the information. We understand that 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 uh, when we pray His will. Application is, uh, we understand that there are certain things, uh, all things are possible to them that believe. So I'm aware of anything's possible for us. I believe one day the Better Life Empowerment Movement is going to impact this world as one of the premier ministries, not only reaching the, the people in the streets, but building people in the seats. I just believe that. I believe 100% of that. I believe it so much that I have I had personally many opportunities to walk away from what we're doing and do something else, and I'm talking about in ministry, and I turned it down, even though it would have been very financially rewarding, which means immediately I've had persons tell me, I will pay this for you to go come over here and, and, and do this or do that, and I will, I will, I will bless, and I turned it down. Why? Because I believe what God said. I believe it. All things are possible to them that believe, okay? Now, what I tell you, go to Matthew, the sixth chapter, okay? Now, as we go to Matthew, the sixth chapter, let me see. Let's look at verse 25. Start at verse 25. Okay. Matthew 6, verse 25. Uh, Pat, if you're available to read, uh, let's read this. Uh, and I'm going to ask you to read on down. <laughs> And just kind of work with me now, because I'm, I'm going to stop you in the middle of reading. But read on down to the 33rd, the 34th verse. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying at a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? 
they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Now that Solomon is how God rules. Oh, hold on. Solomon was the wealthiest mm-hmm. man in the world. Solomon was, the, 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 you know, he was saved and paid. You understand? He was, he was doing it big. And the scripture says that as wonderful as Solomon was with all his Gucci, with all his Louis Vuitton, and all, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm talking about modern, you know, uh, designers, uh, Ralph Lauren and Chanel and all kinds of stuff he had access to. Even with all that Solomon had, the scripture says he was not as beautifully taken care of as the flowers of the fields who are clothed. Read. Continue to read. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will be not much more clothe you, you of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. well Therefore, do not oh, Hold on, let's stop right there. Uh, wait, wait a minute. So, so from verse 25 to 33, now I want you to understand this. Here it is, that the Lord is giving us insight. Now this is the words of Christ. Jesus is actually teaching and he's speaking right now. And watch what he's saying. He's saying, stop worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to live. Don't worry about that. Now, should you do something about it? Of course, you got to work. You got to you got to do business. You got to go for it. Make no mistake about it. But you should not be in a place where you're worried. Oh God, I just need you to work this out, and I need you to work. No, no, no. Stand in agreement with God. Speak His words. Stand on His truth. It may look funny. It may feel funny. Nobody else may not understand, but you got to understand. Because I got information. Now I'm applying it to application. And this is what this is saying. Here's the application. Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now stop here. Now let me clarify what this means. I want you to understand. What this is simply saying is this. The kingdom of God in this context is not the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it one more time. The kingdom of God in this context is not the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is a destination, is the the place where God dwells. The kingdom of God is the rule, the reign. It is is the establishment of God upon the earth. The, The church purpose is to build the kingdom. The church purpose is to build the kingdom. So when Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and righteousness, that means right standing with him, and all the previous things from verse 32 on up to 25 will be added to you. What that's simply saying is when you can put God in his work first, and many people don't understand it, and I'm going to say something that's very controversial, but I'm going to say it because I live by this, and many of you will not understand this until I tell you my testimony. I live by this. When it says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto you. You've got to be willing to give it all up for ministry and the kingdom. And then God, in return, will turn around and bless you as a result of it. Now, what do I, it's right here in the Word of God. 
And some of you, you feel like, oh, no, you ought not be doing all that for no church and all that for no ministry. People who talk like that are people who are ignorant and they don't know. Because there's nothing you can give up for God. And I'm talking about when you're doing it for the Lord's sake. Nothing you can give up for God through ministry that he does not promise to turn around and grasp the very things you're believing for. Now, let me say this on the other end. In that sense, in short, I'm saying to you that when you put God, his work first, his work first. I made a declaration to, to Pastor Michelle. You know, my wife, I said, "Hun, before we stop tithing, before we not give, they can cut everything off in our home. Our gas, our electric, everything they want, the water, the, the trash, they can cut it all off in the home before I stop giving unto the kingdom of God. And let me tell you, you know why that hasn't happened? Because not only through my faithfulness of giving to the kingdom of God, God provides, but he's also given opportunity for greater provision. So I never, in essence, had to worry about that. If there ever was a time that things were ever cut off, it was only procrastination because I didn't pay the bill on time. Now listen, now many of you know, you can suffer from that spirit of procrastination. I got another week. <laughs> I, instead of you doing it right now while you can, I'll wait and you wait till the last minute. Now they showing up. And it's been time. And I, 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 I've been there before. And I, I tell you straight up. It's been times that I procrastinated so much that the guy is outside the house was cutting off the, the, the electric. And I've got my textbook right here and say, hey, I'll pay you right now. i got the money. <laughs> The only issue with that is because he came out, now you got to pay the, the shut-off or the reconnection fee. I forgot how all that stuff works. You know what I'm saying? And my point is this. Those were costly lessons I learned. I'm on the phone with the electric company right in front of this guy saying, hey, charge my account right now. The money's there. Stop this guy. Now, of course, they don't want to stop because they get a, a, a charge fee, a reconnection fee or whatever that is. My point is this, that even though uh, I went through experience like that. It has never been because I did not have the money when I given to the kingdom of God. It has only been because I was lazy past tense. Now, it's been years since any of that happened. Let me just tell you the truth. It's been years, so I'm not a lazy person. I've learned to discipline myself that whenever something is now is necessary, do it now. But my point is this, that you've got to get to the place where you understand that uh, when you are giving according to what Jesus said, Mark, Matthew 6.33, seeking first the kingdom of God. And some of you, I believe God will even test your resolve in this. He will see how well you sow the seed when you only got $100 left. But he's requiring for you to sow $100. And you saying, well, that's all I got. See, you don't know what's happening on tomorrow. You don't know who's waiting right now to open up the door and to bless you beyond measure. Because you obey God. And many of you, because you are emotionally... Uh, 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 undisciplined, you feel like, well, I can't do that because this is all I got, and I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing all that stuff. And guess what? All you have is what you have. All you have is what you have. You won't see any further increase because here's the principle. It's on my application now. I'm telling you how to pray for results. You got to get to the place where you tell the Lord, and I'm telling you straight up in your prayer. I dare you to decree, okay, Lord. Any blessing you give me, 
There's no doubt my ministry will be a part of it. There's no doubt I'll bless the ministry of, of your ministry, Better Life. Any blessing you get. See, now you give God a reason to want to bless you. Because your focus in your heart is his kingdom first, then everything unto you. Now, I don't understand how it all works. But I will tell you this. God is faithful. He has never let anyone down, and he won't start today with you. And if you want to say to me, well, Pastor Blue, I feel like I've been let down, I'm going to say, well, how's your faith? Was you ever in faith? No, I, I, I didn't believe God like that. Well, no wonder. Because if you believe, you will receive. If you doubt, you do without. Uh, let's go ahead and say that all together. All right, all lines are muted, but, you know, I'm going to say it. You can say it with me. If we believe, we will receive. If we doubt, we do without. If we believe, we will receive. If we doubt, we do If we believe, we will receive. If we doubt, we do without. It's that simple. If you doubt, you're going to do without. But if you believe, you're going to receive. Why? If the Lord Jesus Christ does not hold fast to his word right here, in Matthew eleven twenty three, 23, and you thinking God first, you put the kingdom first, and you doing all these things, but all things are not added to you, then guess what? He done violated his word, and he can't be God. He cannot be. We're all wasting our time. But let me tell you why that's not the case. Because we serve a faithful God. A God that is here, a God that is near, and a God that is dear. And everything he says, he promises. How many people know he's able to perform? So, again, here's the application. You've got to speak in agreement with God. And you've got to put the things of God first. You've got to put the things of God first. And some of you, yes, your faith will be tested in this. Your faith will be tested in this. You not, your faith not only will be tested, but guess what? You're going to be in a position uh, whereby you're going to look around and it's going to see, you're going to be like, well, well, you know, well, God, is, it's awful close. And you know what the Lord's going to say? Now nah, you trust me. Now nah, you, same thing with Peter. Remember Peter on the water? When, 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 when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water, they got afraid, and they said, oh, it's a ghost. He said, not a ghost of me. Jesus said, well, if it's you, allow me to come. He said, come, come on. Peter started walking on that water, boy, and then after that, he started looking at the storm around him. He forgot he was in the storm, and he started losing faith. And what happens when, they, when, when you stop believing? That's when they drop. That's when Peter... Literally was going down, and Jesus had to reach out to save him. My point is this. We have to understand. You've got to build your faith. The same illustration I gave earlier about the table and the four, the four legs. Every reinforcing belief on what you're believing for gives you greater strength to stand on it. And whatever that means, if that means you've got to keep hearing the word of God, if that means you've got to keep seeing what it is you want, you know, I, it's no secret right now, I, I tell you the truth. I'm believing God for a, a new home, but the home I'm believing God for is over 20,000 square feet. I have no problem saying that to you. Now, you say, well, Pastor Blue, why do you need 20? You can, you can do it in two. I said, of course I can, but if the Lord said, told Jabez that you can enlarge your territory, come on, and you can expand your borders, well, I'm enlarging my territory, expanding my borders. I can get a 2,000-square-foot home on my own credit, in my own uh, being. Now, 20,000? 
Oh, it's got to be a move of God. But guess what? That's what I believe God for. And as it happens, and I testify before you all and the Most High God, giving Him the glory, you're going to understand, wow, look what the Lord has done. Because guess what, everyone? I believe it. And guess what I do? According to what I've already asked the Lord, and I know it's already done, I literally at times during my meditation, not every meditation time, but during my, you know, my meditation, I sometimes will, 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 will play the, the pictures or the video of the house, right? And I'll keep on reinforcing that behavior inside of me. Why? I'm strengthening the legs on the table. Because once that table is solid, then guess what? It's going to stand on its own. And when you get to the place where you are at uh, no doubt, no questioning, uh, just straight faith. I mean, you believe God so much that can't know. Somebody got to pay you for you not to believe. I mean, you, you understand. I'm being facetious when I say that. But you just believe God that much. When you get to that place, there's nothing you need that God will not give unto you. Or there's nothing that's needed that he will not allow you to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we're still in the application process. So what are you learning? You're learning right now. If you're going to apply the principles to your life, watch this, watch this. You've got to seek an agreement with God. That's the awareness. I'm now aware of what God wants to do for me. We saw that in... Uh, um, uh, we saw that in the previous uh, scripture, uh, uh, in Mark 9:23, all things are possible to them that believe. So I know that God wants to do it for me. All He's waiting for for me to believe. Uh, now, when we move to application, now uh, in First John 5:14, we know this is the confidence we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, all right. So that's all a part of awareness. I'm asking according to His will. Is it His will? Of course, it's His will. Is it His will? Absolutely, His will. Let me give you another thing um, uh, to his will. Go to First Peter. Now, I think it's three. Go to First Peter. Uh, let me see the third chapter. Or second chapter. Amen. Come on. First Peter. Hold on. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the right scripture. Oh, no, that's Second Peter. Okay, give me one moment, everyone. Holy Spirit just dropped this in my spirit. I'm just want to make sure I'm... Verse, yeah, go to Second uh, Peter 3.9. Now, again, we talk about confidence, right? We talk about the confidence, and this is what Holy Spirit just dropped in my spirit. This was nowhere in my mental notes, so... You get this for free. <laughs> um, but here's what, here's what, Second Peter 3, and we're going to look at verse number 9. Pat, if you're available to read, let's read. I am. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some oh, understand wait, slowly. Wait, 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 wait. The Lord is not slow, or the King James Version says, slack in keeping his promise. Well, if God is not slack... Then why is it that some of you have been praying for some stuff for so long and you don't have it yet? I'm going to tell you why. Because you haven't been believing what you've been praying for. Because the moment you believe, God is not slack concerning his promises as some men will count slackness. Finish reading the scripture. Come on. Here you go. Nine, um, as some understand slowness, instead he is patient with you 
not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. He's patient with you. So, watch it here. Not that you perish, but that you come to the place of realizing, that's the same thing as we look, go back to Matthew, the sixth chapter, uh, the same thing with the, being righteousness with God, right? He got the, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Righteousness means right standing with him. My point is this, in Second in Peter, we see God says, I'm not slack concerning anything, I promise. I'm not slow. I'll bring it to pass. But I want you to understand, I can only bring it to pass when you create an environment for it to be done. And that environment is what? Faith. Faith. Write this down as an acronym. F-A-I-C-H. You can write it down vertically on your papers as you're taking notes. F-A-I-T-H. Faith. Write it down as an acronym. Faith. Oh, I trust I'm helping somebody tonight. Because I guarantee you, when you start implementing this information into your prayer, now when I start teaching on manifestation, which is to come, when we talk about experience, we're talking about manifestation. That's what we're going to be dealing with next in March. You're going to understand, whoa, manifestation. I now know how to manifest what I'm believing for. But in the process, let's go forth. Ready? Write this down. F-A-I-T-H. Here's what the word of the Lord says. For faith, I will not the word of the Lord, but here's the acronym for faith. Forsaking all, I trust. Him. Forsaking all, I trust Him. Whenever we believe by faith on anything, we're simply saying, forsaking everything else. Forsaking the fact of what my credit says. Forsaking the fact of the fact that I know what my bank account leads. Forsaking the fact of this or that, I trust him. For taking all, I trust him. Now, the reason why that's important to embrace, because when you begin to recognize, understand, and realize that it's your trusting in him that's going to bring uh, you to that place of, of, of realization or manifestation, then your whole thing is, Lord, help me to believe you better. Now, instead of me just teaching what I'm teaching you, there'll be a demand put on my anointing. Pastor, teach me how to believe better. Because your faith is the missing key. I'll take you to another journey. Let's go. Go to, go, to, go to Hebrews 11 and 6. Come on. I'm teaching you how to pray. I'm reading this application. Application. We know he's not slack concerning his promise. We know according to 1 John 5, 14, he hears us. And if we hear that, we know that we have the position of that which we ask. Now go to Hebrews 11 and 6. Already? You got Hebrews 11 and 6? Come on. Yes. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Whoa, so again, we're seeing that he that comes to God must believe that he is. He is what? He's God. He's the infinite intelligence. 
He is the, the creator of the universe. He is all powerful. He is provision. He is love. He is our all in all. And get this, you ready? He lives in you. So all these things are already within you. But watch this. He that comes to God must believe that God is and that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know what we're doing tonight? We're diligently seeking him. I'm teaching you the foundation so when we start praying, when we go into prayer, you're going to prayer armed and effective, not dangerous. <laughs> I know Pastor Jesse look at me funny if I say dangerous. <laughs> armed and effective. We're going, in, we're going into prayer armed and effective. Does this make sense to you? So it's right here. It's right before your eyes. Without faith, it's impossible to please them. If you don't have faith, you're not pleasing him. So therefore, your prayers become a waste of time. Let me tell you why I love spending time in prayer. Because I believe what I'm praying for. And I believe that he can do it. And that he will do it within me. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Say glory to God. Hallelujah. To do it for you. So we got information. We got application. Now let's look at demonstration. What, what, what are we talking about? Um, about demonstration. All right, let's go here. And I know I'm giving you quite a bit of scripture tonight, but I want you to see it from the Word of God. Okay. All right. Demonstration. Because now, if I if I got the right information, I'm doing it right according to the application. Now let's look at the demonstration. All right. Hold on one moment. Let me, let's go to um, uh, hold on. Let me pull up the scripture here. All right. Uh, so so so. Uh, there we go. All right, go to go to go back to Second Peter. We got the first chapter and the third verse. First Peter, first Second Peter, uh, Second Peter, the first chapter, third verse. Now we on demonstration. And after this, I'm gonna open the floor for any questions. But I need you to get this. I need you to get this. We understanding the way. We understand how to properly pray. Some of you, you just been. You know, you've been crying out emotionally, and nothing wrong with that. I'm going to say it again. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to see results, you've got to move beyond that. You've got to know how to speak the language. Kind of like you husbands or you wives, before you married the person you married, they knew how to speak the language, unless you just were just desperate and settled for them. They knew how to speak the language. They knew how to speak the language to open up your heart. And along that came other things. You understand. They knew how to speak the language. Well, I'm teaching you tonight how to speak the language of prayer. Because it's not enough for me to tell you, oh, yeah, if, if, if you pray, God going to do it. You, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yes, God will. God will do it. Yes, he will. He will. That's how we do it in the Baptist church. 
<laughs> Can you imagine me preaching like that today? Man, I haven't preached like that in years. I promise you. <laughs> but in the Baptist, that's, hey, you go to a traditional Baptist service, black and Baptist, I'm telling you, they'll have a good, come on, somebody. Let God do it. Let him do it for you. And everybody, oh, I can't, Reverend. Nothing wrong with that. My only thing is, beyond the hooping, give me understanding. I don't want to just know that he'll work it out. I want to know what I got to do to make sure he'll work it out. Yeah, I don't even need to know how he's going to work it out. But I do need to understand what is my part in it. And if you think just sitting down and doing nothing, listen, procrastination is deadly for the life of the believer. Some of you don't believe God until it's, it's literally at the, at the 12th hour, the 11th hour, as they say. Then you want to start believing. You know, if you believe God early on and you start walking by faith and you spend time in meditation, keep on building that table, build the table, put those legs under that belief, and it will be firm. Now when God do it, you ain't stressed stress out over it. Well, God, if you don't do it in 24 hours, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then now, then you get people who walk away from the faith out of ignorance. Because they just don't know. Let that not be you here, better life. Let it not be you. Because you're being taught. And all you got to do is apply information, application, demonstration. All right, First Peter, Second Peter, rather. What do we say, 1 and 3? Let's go to 1 and 3. Second Peter 1 and 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Now watch this. According to his divine power. So we understand who is the orchestrator of this. This is the same thing we saw here in Hebrews 11 and 6. When Hebrews 11 and 6 it says... Um, uh, where, where it says uh, that he rewards those who diligently seek him. So we know that he's doing something. What is he doing? He's doing his part. Now, I've talked to this before. When we do the possible, God does the impossible. God, we we got to do our part. And our part is simply standing on the truth of God, the way of God. That's our part. And his part is to work it out in our favor. Well, we, uh, giving is our part. And his part is to give back unto us, press down, take it together, run it over, shall men give it to our bosom. That's his part. But our part is to give. You can't ask the Lord to give back if you haven't given forward or give first. So, according to First Second Peter 1 and 3, it's according to his divine power has he given us all things, everything we need. I love the way the NIV uh, uh, um, or the, the King James Version says, are giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So everything I need according to life, this life, and this is how I make it plain for people, and, 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 this, and this is not out of context, this is totally in context. How many of you need a car to get around? Check. How many of you need a house to live in? Check. How many of you need clothes so you're not walking outside all naked. Check. How many of you need food to eat? Check. How many of you need finances or resources to accomplish the, you know, whatever your assignment is, as well as to give it to the kingdom through ministries like Better Life? Check. 
So everything I just spoken of, everything you need, this scripture is telling us that the Lord gives us all things we need that pertain to life. Everything I spoke of was life. And I guess what I get now when I talk like this, I get I get the spiritual people. Lord, what the spiritual people say? The super spiritual people say, "Well, Pastor, it's not always about a house or a car or all this other stuff." And you are absolutely right. It's not always about that. But you know I love this scripture because it covers everything. He gives us all things that pertain to life, and uh, what's that second word? Pat, read that second word. Life and what else? Godliness. Godliness. That means everything you need to build your spiritual walk, he's already given to you. And he's given to you, watch it here, in this order. He's giving you life and godliness. Uh, 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 everything we need to live, uh, according to his divine power, has given us life and godliness. According to the knowledge, that's where we get that information again, of him. That has called you to glory and virtue, which means that if you don't have the knowledge of who the Lord is and how to operate by faith, then everything you have access to, you'll never access. Because you never knew you could. I grew up inside of a a church, far different than our church, I tell you. I grew up in a church where we wasn't taught faith, we wasn't taught to believe. We was literally taught just to hold on to God's unchanging hands. And I saw my grandmother and grandfather, who I love dearly. I love them dearly, I tell you. My grandmother just went home to be with the Lord. Many of you knew that I went uh, back up north to bury my grandmother. She was what I consider God's best friend. Early in the morning, she would rise up, sit at the kitchen table with bacon, smelling all in the kitchen. And, you know, when I would stay over her house, and she'd be at the kitchen table with her Bible open, just learning of the Lord. Beautiful. Spend time in prayer meetings. I remember going to the prayer meetings, and the deacon brought the donuts and the coffee, and, you know, I would like to go for the donuts. And then we sit around, and everybody sing the the, 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 uh, the, the, the Dr. Watson hymn. Father, I my hands to thee. No. I know, you know, anyway, well, there you exactly, that was prayer meeting, but we'd get around and we would sing these winding old songs, man, now here's my point, my grandmother, who did all those things, I never saw her walk in abundance, I never saw her more have more than enough, she worked hard all her life, she owned different properties because of her father left it down to her, but guess what, here's a sad tragedy, because of the, the ill lack of preparation inside of the family on that side, some of the same properties that she has, now that she's gone, are going to be taken away due to this, that, or the other. Because it was not properly put in place to be passed down to the next generation. Here's my point. Here's the epitome of what I saw of godliness. But had nothing else. Why? Because I just didn't believe that she understood what she could have. And here's what I'm saying to you. Make no mistake about it. Some of you, you will die broke because you can't go to heaven broke. Some of you may say, well, Pastor, I don't want to be wealthy. Okay, no problem. <laughs> More wealth for me to have. Amen. Glory to God. You can say, I don't want to be wealthy. All you want, you can go to heaven broke. 
But why go to heaven knowing what you could have instead of having it all here on earth making the impact of what you can do? When I look at what this ministry does, on the budget we do it with, how we're touching lives, changing lives, you hear the teachings. Yeah, we, we, We're not a, no, you know, come on, you're going to learn here. You're going to grow here. When I look at all the things we do on the budget we have, I, I, I shudder with excitement how much more we're going to be able to do with the millions that's going to happen. That's amazing. But guess what? It's all based upon faith. And as a leader of this ministry, I have to believe. i got to believe in, just like many of you who've, who've been a part of the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, our, our Better Life class one-on-one. And we talked about three main areas that we're going to have centers of this ministry in. Well, we're going to equip people, train them up. We're going to build them up. We're going to reach out to them. We said, Georgia, Florida, Texas. Why do you think I'm in Texas now? Because I believe. I'm not in Texas because i got a network down here because I know people and I know. No, no. I'm down here like an apostle going to an area whereby ministry did not exist and I'm establishing. My point is, because I believe God is able to do this, and I'm here to tell you, that the Lord says he's giving you all things that pertain to life and to godliness. So here's what I want you to do. Because these are applications according to the knowledge of him. So we got to know according to the knowledge of him. we got to know of him. we got to have the knowledge of what's possible. And we got to start speaking in agreement with God, standing in agreement with God, declaring in agreement with God. It don't matter how you feel. It's not about your feelings. I don't feel. I don't feel prosperous today. I don't care if you had a dollar in your pocket. You better walk around like you a millionaire already. That one dollar is just missing a couple zeros, but it's all there. Come on, somebody. That's a million dollars you have. Because if you think about it, even a million dollars starts with one dollar. A million dollars can be built from one penny. You gotta start. All right, last thing, we're going to get ready to close out. I don't want to prolong, but I want to make sure you get this tonight. Am I helping anybody? If I'm helping you, unmute your line and say, Pastor, you're helping me. Come on, I need to know. If I'm not, we'll close up right now, and I just keep on praying for y'all. <laughs> you're helping us, Pastor. You're helping me. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And again, you guys, this is, this is that meat. This is the meat. This is the meat of the word right now. Come on. This is the meat. This ain't the milk. The milk is just, we sit around and we just say, okay, God going to do it. And we get excited because he's going to do it. The meat is that you keep on reinforcing the fact that you know he's going to do it. So when the devil gets, comes to mess with you, same thing he did with Jesus. Remember Jesus was walking in the wilderness and, you know, while he was in the wilderness, you know, after doing such wonderful miracles, he got the affirmation from his father and the father began to say unto him, uh, uh, this is my son of whom I'm well pleased. And the next thing we know, he's in the wilderness. The enemy shows up. The enemy's showing up, and he's trying to trick Jesus. Well, Jesus, if you if you if you do if you bow down to me, I I give you bread to eat. I know you're hungry. You've been fasting for forty days. Oh, I give you bread to eat. Jesus begin to respond with the word. Hey, hey, Satan, <laughs> listen to me. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus, 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 I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. But hold on. Look at all, out of all this world down here. Now, I, I, I'm ruling all this stuff. Because when I was kicked out of heaven, I, I came down here, I, 
I'm setting up kingdoms, and I'll give it all to you if you just bow down before me. And, and everything the enemy tried to do, Jesus responded. What it, it is written, he went back to the words of God. He went back to saying, wait a minute, see, devil, what you don't understand is I'm already convinced of who I am. And when you, oh, I feel like preaching right now. When you convince of who you are, it don't matter what the devil says. It don't matter what they say, what your children say, what your aunts and uncles say, what your parents say. When you convince of who you are in God, I don't care whether your husband or your wife says. You are, you know that you know that you know that you know. It is written that I shall walk by faith and not by my sight. It is written. He has given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. It is written. No good thing will he hold back from those who walk uprightly before him. It is written. I shall spend my days in prosperity and my years in pleasure. It is written. I am the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. It is. Come on, somebody. It is written. See, that's the type of faith you've got to have. That when you're going before the Lord in prayer, you're saying, God, I, I'm talking to you, Daddy. Daddy, I'm talking to you. I'm talking about the, to, the, to the one who created everything called life. And you said, you would do this if I seek first the kingdom of God. All these things will be added unto me. Prayer becomes such a, a medicine. It becomes such a place of comfort. And you, like any one of us, are going to have to stand our ground and fight against the enemy when the enemy tries to bring something contrary when it comes to the things of you. But you got the victory. And listen to me, thanks to the Most High. You can do it tonight. You can do it. You better hear your man of God. You better hear what I'm saying. You can do it. Your best days are ahead of you. I'm telling you, this is the year. I'm not just saying it to be saying it. I'm saying it because what's it here is what the Lord says. And if God said it, all you've got to do is believe it. And how do we know you believe? How do you know you believe something when you finish praying? You have peace from it. If you went to prayer and you feel concerned about that thing, worried about it, you didn't believe it. Oh, I just helped somebody right there. Let me put some emphasis on that. If you go to prayer and you spend all this time talking to the Father, Five minutes, 50 minutes, didn't matter. If you finish praying, you get up, go right back out. Still worried about the thing you prayed for, you didn't believe. How do I know if I'm in faith? I'm at peace. Ooh, I'm at peace. <laughs> I don't even try to figure out how I'm not going to do it. I just can't wait for the day where, where I, I, I tell all uh, uh, those, those, those core members of Better Life, y'all come on and meet me on uh, here at my house. We're going to do a, a nice dinner for you. Come as you are. Come on. Come on. I, I'm at peace. I'm at peace because I believe. And God has to hold fast to his word. It's your faith that moves God, never your circumstance. It's your faith that moves him. Somebody need to hear that one more time. It's your faith that moves and never your circumstances. Let me give you the last point. Last point is now manifestation. All right, information, application, demonstration. Demonstration is another word for manifestation. It's all the same thing. I'm going to go deeper into this manifestation. But again, let me, let me close out with this. Hallelujah. I hope you're having another, a good time. Man, I'm having a good time teaching tonight. Oh, man. I'm going to get this recorded myself and keep playing it. 
over and over and over again. I'm going to throw it on my phone and just keep playing it. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Some of you need to keep getting the teachings that we've been releasing. You need to get those teachings. When we post on group me the recording, the links that you can click on, go click on that. Keep listening to the word. Get that soul inside of your spirit. That when people get around you, they're like, you act different. I see, I still not do. <laughs> I act like God going to do it. That's what it is. I act like that I know he will. <laughs> Come on. All right. Uh, we're going to close out with this. Go to first, uh, Joshua uh, 1 and 8. We're going to close out with this. Joshua 1 and 8. Here's a demonstration. Here's a demonstration. And then we'll open the floor for any questions, and we'll pray all together, and we'll close out. You guys are a good class tonight. You're a good class. And I thank God for you, and pray that you're being blessed. Joshua 1 and 8. When you have it, we're going to read. Joshua 1 and 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou mm-hmm. shalt meditate there day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. But then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. It is so much packed into this scripture right here that I'm not going to go deep on it, but I'm going to give you the essentials of what's necessary. This book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you shall observe to do what is written therein. All right? You should meditate on it when? Day and night. See, the word meditation here simply means real meditation. That means you've got to learn how to stand on the Word of God, stand on what you believe in for, and sometimes shut the TV off, shut the phone off, take a few moments, hold your mind, sit still. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you a meditation, uh, I'm going to teach you a meditation process right now. All right, ready? Why are we here? Because, again, this is the Word of God. We've got to meditate on His Word. When? Day and night. Only then will we be, begin to make our way prosperous and have a good success. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to sit down. If you're in a place, I want you to sit Don't Uncross your legs. Uncross your arms. All right, if you've got the phone to your ear, if you've got your earpiece in, either way, it doesn't matter. I just want you to sit. All right, sit with your, like you're sitting up, okay? You're sitting up. Erect your back. Make sure your back is straight. All right? Now, what I want you to do is I want you to have your palms. Open your palms. If you got to put the phone in your, in your ear, in your shoulder, then let your phone, then let your shoulder and your ear hold the phone. Hold your palms up in the receiving mode. But put your hands on your lap, on your legs. Don't cross your legs. Sit up very straight. This is a form of meditation. Your posture is important on meditation. When people think meditation, they think you got to cross your legs and you got to touch your your, your 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 thumb to your middle finger and say, um, no, come on, y'all, listen, listen. <laughs> no, no, no. That's all some Hollywood and that's other stuff, but that, that's not what we're talking about here. As you begin to relax yourself, I want you to take a deep breath. Take a big deep breath. Breathe in. Hold it. Breathe out. Another deep breath. Breathe in. Hold it. Breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. One, two, three, four. Hold it. Breathe out. One. Two, 
three, four. Now, why are you doing that? What you're doing is you're relaxing your body. You're bringing yourself to a safe place. Sometimes you've got to calm yourself because we're always at attention. So much information and so much going to happen to us. When you get into meditation, you need to calm yourself by controlling your breathing. After you calm yourself, what this scripture is saying, then I want you to I want you to think about what you're praying for. What are you praying for? What is it? Is it is it is it, is it a better relationship with the Lord? Is it is it financial increase? Now, whatever that is. I want you to think about that. But this is how I want you to think about it. I want you to think about the desired state. When I say your desired state, think about it as if you already have the money. Think about it as if your wife is madly in love with you or your husband is madly in love with you, in love with the God of you. Just think about what that would look like. Think about if you're sick. Think about how you will feel without the pain. Oh, the pain is gone. Are you following what I'm saying? Think about that. And as you begin to think about it, what you're doing right now is you're meditating on that very thing. And then what you can do is you can start speaking the word of God. Lord, thank you that you have blessed, you know, my marriage to be what Jesus is to the church and what the church is to Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you have given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. I have the increase I need. I have this. I have that. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Now, what are you doing? You're literally, and, and again, I'm just giving you a process right now. I'm not taking you deeper inside of this, but, and again, when we, uh, in future times when we come together for prayer, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do what is called guided meditation. But during this time is where you keep, you hold fast to what you believe in God for. The word of God, if you've got to speak the word. Lord, you said I should be the head and not the tail. So I thank you for the promotion. Promotion comes from you, saith the Lord. I thank you for the increase. I thank you for all these things. You're calming yourself. Why? Because if you're going to tap into the spirit realm, where, if, where your strength really is, your spirit being, if you're going to tap into the spirit realm, you've got to learn how to take control and authority over the physical realm. By calming yourself down and literally focusing your mind and your thoughts on the things you're, be- you're believing for. And as you begin to do that, peace is now able to come upon you. Joy is you're able to think more clearly. Even if you, what, what, what you, what you believe in God to do, you need a, a plan of action. Now God can download in your spirit what the plan of action is. Okay, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do that. All that takes root in you. Does that make sense? So with that said, we're going to stop here. And again, uh, last one I'll make with you according to Joshua 1 and 8. And you shall observe to do what is written therein. To do meaning that you are applicating, you're applying the principles. As you observe to do what is written therein, then you, not the white man, you, not the people who got the money and want to give it all to you, you shall make your way prosperous. And you shall have 
good success. You will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Why? Because I spent time meditating day and night on the Word. And the word day and night here doesn't mean a time in a day and a time in a night. No, it means a constant thinking. And those of you who've been, who've been following along with the, 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 the uh, audio book that we posted, that I'm going to be doing some teaching on as well, um, The Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murray, Murphy rather, Joseph Murphy, you know that one of the things of impressing anything into your subconscious is to constantly think about it, to meditate on it, to keep rehearsing it inside of your mind. As you begin to do that, then you shall make your way prosperous, and you shall have good success. Let's stop right here. I'm going to open the floor for any questions. Uh, ooh, I am over my time. Glory be to God. So I pray it was good for you, though. If you got any questions about what I taught, information, application, demonstration. Information, if you want to say it in a sentence of what, of what we're talking about, information, application, demonstration. You know exactly what we've been dealing with. Information, application, demonstration. Any questions? The floor is open before we close out today with the prayer, and then I'll let you go for the rest of the evening. Any questions? Hi, Pastor. This is Paula from Montana. All right, Paula. Yes, talk to us. I don't have any questions, Pastor. I just want to thank you for bringing this word to us and, you know, just reminding us of who God is in us and how we are to tap into the things that he has promised us. So I just want to thank you so much. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, God bless you, Paula. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. WDYL, what did you like? What did you learn? Come on. Anybody else? I'm over the floor. If you have any questions, I want to make sure you get this. Because when we really go hard in prayer, I want you to pray prayers uh, that brings results. Amen. All right. Well, if that be the case, we're going to get ready to close out with prayer tonight. No one... Go ahead. I'm here. Brother Allen from Kissimmee, Florida, sir. Yes, Brother Allen. Talk to us. Pastor Blue, um, I don't know if everybody's aware, but uh, the information you gave tonight, um, I have seen, I've heard of it before, but not broken down very clearly the way in which you did and it normally costs anywhere between a few hundred dollars to uh, several thousand dollars to get that information. Um, the motivational speaker like Tony Robbins and a few other people. And they, if you wanted a coaching session, that would start at $25,000 onward. I'm a numbers guy, so, you know, I just remember those numbers. But the fact that you are a pastor and to have this information and to impart to us as a body, that, you know, it just speaks volumes. 
And I just wow. wanted to say thank you for blessing us for that because none of us here had to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars for that. But I want us to make sure as as a member of the Body of Christ, a member of the Better Life Food Empowerment Movement, I want to make sure that if you if people are members or not and they're on this line, they then not take this information lightly or for granted. But everything that you're saying, millionaires and billionaires practice daily. And you get these, a lot of these information from motivational speakers, like I said, Anthony Robinson, a few others, mm-hmm. Jim Rohn, you know, you know them. Um, so I just wanted to take the time to just say the information you gave tonight, thank you so much. Thank you for blessing us with it. But more importantly, thank you for blessing me with it, because it's something more than... Excuse <laughs> me, beg your pardon. I now can um, put into practice for my marriage, for my family, and for myself. So bless you. Thank you, sir. Amen. Praise God. Well, guys, listen, I, I thank God for all of you because at the end of the day, what I do is to feed you the sheep of God. As the word of the Lord says in Jeremiah, I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding, neither will there be lack among you, nor would you be dismayed. Dismayed means confused or in anguish. And that's what the purpose is all about. So, again, I thank God for you. Hey, listen, let's, let's get the word out about this ministry. Invite people on the line. Invite people to tune in. If you're being blessed, there's no question they will too. That's why you're here, because you are being blessed. And again, Guess what? We're all in this together. The Bible says the sheep you got sheep. That means we're going to go forth and go out. I'm going to be giving the vision for this coming month, uh, uh, probably on tomorrow, or this Sunday, rather, on what the Lord spoke to me about what March is going to be. What March is going to be, and I'm going to be sharing that on this Sunday, as well as I'm excited about releasing some of the information on those of you who have taken the uh, test. You'll get that uh, information as well. But more importantly, we thank God for all of you. We never close out our time together without giving an opportunity to be a blessing unto the Lord through this ministry. So we're going to ask every person who can to give a a $20 offering. That's right, only $20. I want to challenge you to do that. Two is the number of agreement. Two is the number of agreement. I want to challenge you to speak in agreement with God, to stand in agreement with God, and to give a $20 seed tonight. For prayer. Now, why do we take a, receive an offering every time we gather? Well, very simple, because you never come in the presence of a king, that's our king, our father God, without a, without a gift. And when you can constantly be in a place of giving, you'll be constantly in the place of receiving. And listen, I say this all the time, the only people who ever complain about giving is those who don't have it. Because many of you know if you had it, you would have done it and some. And if you're complaining, you probably would not have done it because you never will have it because you have because you give and you give because you have. Does that, does that make sense today? So um, uh, with that said, we thank God for all of you. And um, as we get ready to give, you know the ways in which you can give. You're not on Cash App. We encourage you to get on Cash App. It's a, 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 a good way. Uh, they've got better fees, so you don't have to worry about uh, everything that you give. Uh, the majority of what you give, you can go right directly to uh, the kingdom of God, and we bless God for that. But we just thank God for you, you, and you, as we be faithful to the things of God, as we grow in the in the movement of God. Amen. All right, let's get ready to pray. And again, you know the way where you could give. It's posted right on GroupMe. If you're not on GroupMe, let us know. We'll get you on there. But if you are, we thank you for being there. I will be making this recording, this teaching available. 
amen, uh, um, on to group me. So be looking out for the link. At no cost to you, we're going to be a blessing to you. Uh, we're going to be a blessing to you because we want you to hear it. Remember, faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I know what I'm teaching you. Like I once said, uh, uh, what I'm teaching you, billionaires and millionaires, they practice on a regular basis. That's right. They literally spend time in meditation thinking about the goals that they want to achieve. Now, our meditation is simply different. We're thinking about the things of God and His promises and the things we want to see in our lives. But guess what? This really, truly works. And when you finish, you'll walk away from it in peace instead of being in anguish. Amen? All right, guys. Let's get ready to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for your word. We thank you for the insight that you have given. We thank you for the blessing that you have called for us to receive. And God, we pray that you will supercharge us with the understanding that we shall have whatsoever we decree. We shall, have, we shall experience all that we believe. And Lord, your word is true. So God, I speak this over the lives of every person, that information becomes application for demonstration. That God, you allow this to run, over, run on their lives and be imparted into their lives, that they can step to a whole other level in you. And we give you the praise, oh God, because we believe the best is yet to come. And better and more than ever before, it's what you're going to do because we believe you and we keep our trust in you. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people of God say, thank God. Amen. All right, saints of God, that's my time. Thank you so much for yours. Have a great day. Have a great evening. Amen. Uh, uh, during your time, uh, what time is it now? Uh, Eastern Standard Time. It's 914. Wow, it's 914. Glory be to God. But that's why right. it, it was well worth it. So I pray that you were blessed by uh, this teaching, uh, generally we went uh, a little over than we generally do, but I, I want to make sure you are getting, well, you're picking up what, what, what is being put down, uh, that you can live a life of manifestation, and that's what it's all about. All right, guys, love you. God bless you all. Bless one another before you get off the call. Remember, 2019 hashtag, I'm changing everything. God bless you all. Have a great day. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you so much. God bless everyone on the line. Have a blessed evening. Hashtag 2019. I'm changing everything. God bless you, Pastor. God bless you, everybody. I'm excited. Thank you, God, for what you both have. Thank you, Pastor, for that awesome teaching. Everyone have a blessed evening. Hashtag 2019. I'm changing everything. Everyone be blessed. to thank you for tuning in to Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast with A.O. Blue, produced by Better Life Media. We trust that you have been blessed by today's teaching. Please let us know at pastorALblue at gmail.com. For more information and to obtain a copy of today's broadcast, please visit www.betterlifeseeker.com. 
Just click the tab that says more, then shop. Thank you for spending time with this ministry. To discover the tools and techniques to build your better life now, we would like to, you to give a donation to support the ministry. You can text any amount to 407-456-7300. Again, you can text any amount to 407-456-7300. Or you can go to www.betterlifeseeker.com. Click on Donate Now where you can give through Cash App or PayPal online. Every gift is a gift that helps us to lead people to better. We bless you, we love you, and want you to always remember God created your life, but it's up to you to create the level of your living. And we, the Better Life Spiritual Community, can help. See you again next time on Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast, where it's already getting better.